Hi everybody, welcome to another show of uh, Journey Through the Mind with Cass and Claude's. Um, hey Cass, how are you doing? Doing very well, thanks. And you? I'm good, thanks. How's your week been? Hey, been very good. Productive, back at work. So yeah, so everything is still good at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's been good. I've just been taking a bit of strain with all the rain. You know how I go with with the grey weather, but um, it's it's been good. We need the rain, so that's it. That's it. So yeah. So what are we doing today, Cass? What are we talking about today? So I think yes, we're going back to work, and um, I think something that I think would be great to talk about is fear, stress, and anxiety. You know, I don't think that there is anyone in the world today. You can say they are not experiencing some form of stress or anxiety in their life. Absolutely. With everything going on in the world, um, the uncertainty with all these wars breaking out everywhere, um, financial insecurities, economy, economies breaking down, we all know that the whole world is in a state of stress. You know, globally, the stress statistics are actually through the roof. Um, according to the Global Health Data Exchange and the World Health Organization, their statistics show that there are uh, 970 million people globally suffering from mental health or substance abuse disorder. Sure. This is shocking. Um, yeah, in, scary. in America alone in 2023, over 50,000 people died by suicide-related deaths. Sure, that's that is, sad. That is that's extremely really high. Yeah. I mean, in South Africa, um, according to the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, suicide-related deaths have increased by 54% compared to pre-COVID um, levels in South Africa alone. And that's shocking. This is an increase of 54%. It's not just at 54%. So it's really, really um, scary. I mean, statistics show that 63% of the world population is experiencing extreme levels of fear, stress, and anxiety. And I can imagine now with, with all the wars and everything that, that it's, it's much higher. And the scary thing, though, is that the, the majority, well, the biggest age group are um, between the ages of 30 and 44. But why is this so, so alarming? Why is it so, so scary? Is that... This age group is supposed to be the most productive and effective for global economy. Um, so what is happening is that our true economic empowerment age gap globally are the ones that are experiencing the most stress and anxiety. So why is this relevant though? Because they are the hope for our future. So the question quite simply is, is there a problem? Hell yes. But can we fix it? Absolutely. And it's not just by telling you to calm down or take a chill pill. Well, that's it, you know, Claude. So, you know, how are we going to fix this? I mean, it's not something that, you know, you just uh, pop a pill or, you know, just uh, have a technique and then it's fixed, you know. So it would be a process that probably you'd have to work at least for six months plus um, to try and, and um, fix this. Um, so, but I think let's first look at how stress and anxiety is formed. So on the surface, the early stages of stress and anxiety are quite easily handled by most people. And if you think today you need, you have to have some form of stress in your life, you, you know, to get up, to give you the drive to go and 
do you know work etc there, there's got to be a certain level of stress but in the early stages of stress um, generally everybody can handle that so most people tend to handle that also by putting on a mask so if you think about if you you're feeling a bit stressed this morning and somebody says to you hey Claus how are you doing and you go no I'm doing great thanks all hundreds I'm hundred percent now that that is the mask that you have put on so you you are suppressing some of the below issues that you are experiencing in your life by putting this mask on so that mask basically hides what's happening and what's happening on the inside so what happens on the inside when we start facing higher levels of stress and anxieties is that the internal dialogue inside our brain begins to change so you will see if you're starting to experience a lot of stress at work you know you, you might but i'm not finishing this i'm not getting through that i need to do this um i've got this deadline and i'm not meeting it and your internal dialogue actually starts to become negative and it starts to change so and we also start thinking more about possible events in the future so and what can go wrong with that so and sometimes we actually even draw experiences from the past and apply it to the future which then creates this uh, very strange kind of future in our brain so we are living more in the future than what we're actually living in the present so if you think about it if you've got to take action action is in the present but if you don't take action your mind starts going into the future and wonderful things or the strange reality can start developing over into that future and that's by itself it's it is it's its own problem because what is literally starting to do it's starting to rewire the whole neural network and how the brain actually functions so it is quite easily for you know someone to go from being a very positive kind of person upbeat enthusiastic and passionate to start having this anxiety and fear into their lives and if this is consistent over a period of two years and it's not dealt with that neural network is then changes and then becomes your new your new normal or your new personality so it's almost like a cancer it grows and it grows and it grows and only when it gets to a level where it becomes a problem do we then really do something about it so how do we go about Claude's <laughs> rewiring the brain so Cass there's no there's no like you said earlier there's no quick fix for high levels of anxiety or for people living with extreme fear we have to understand that the brain has been wired in a certain way okay so in our brain we have what we call the neuron network this is almost like a network of um, an electric network um, of cables that that are linked together and um, when we have high levels of stress and anxiety, what actually happens in the brain is almost like getting an electrician coming into your house and now changing all the light switches. So you'll walk into your house and, and flip the, the switch, uh, the lights in, in your lounge and the bedroom light goes on. Or you'll flip the switch in the kitchen and the bathroom light goes on, okay? And, and the interesting thing about, about this is that every time you flip a switch, the, um, it, it changes and it, be, it starts to move. So today you'll flip a switch in one room and tomorrow it will be different, okay? 
that's what happens. That's the rewiring in the brain that happens when you've been exposed to long-term anxiety and stress. Okay, so we need to realize this so that we can try and fix it. And it's not just a matter of, oh, man, just relax, snap out of it. It's not that easy and it's not that quick. We need to go through a process of rewiring the entire network that has gotten confused. Um, but how do we do this? So, yeah, so we all know that anxiety is a future-based disease. Um, it's not, you're not in the present moment. So the first thing we need to do is bring you from the future into the now. And that would be by doing things that you love and enjoy on a daily basis. Now you must say, what would that be? So these would th be things like getting up and watching the sunrise or watching the sunset with a cup of coffee or having a glass of wine, watching the sun setting, um, walking in nature, um, taking a long bubble bath, meditation or yoga, or even a massage. So if you don't, you know, if... It doesn't have to be things that cost money. So when you're looking at what you enjoy, it doesn't have to be something that's money-related. It's the simple things like sitting on the patio and watching the sunset. So these are the things that you can actually incorporate in your, in your day. And if you think, you know, have 20 minutes, watch the sun come up over 20 minutes. And you might say, oh, but I'm so busy. I've got this and I've got that. But if you really look at it, 20 minutes out of a 24-hour day and you don't want to give that to yourself, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so 20 minutes out of 24 hours, it's nothing, it's, it's not big. I mean, what you could do is you could take 10 things that you enjoy doing and take it over a period of 20 days and actually see which ones you do more regularly and which ones you actually enjoy the most. So you might start out... Um, like in a bubble bath, watching the sunrise, watching the sunset, um, taking a walk in nature, doing yoga, meditation, um, dancing. You can have that. And then over, over the, give yourself 20 days, you might find that actually every day you're able to do yoga, meditation, and maybe sit in the morning and watch the sunrise with your cup of coffee. And those things you can incorporate into your world, which actually helps to um, give you that peace and that relaxation. And what it does, the most important thing that it does, it actually brings you into the now. So it makes you enjoy watching that sunrise or the sunset. And when you are in the now and in the present moment, that brings you more hope, more joy, and more bliss. Plus, it actually gives you control. So you actually controlling that moment so if anxiety is future-based Claude, why are we experiencing it in the right right now because what happens in the subconscious brain class is that the subconscious brain cannot differentiate between past present and future it only experiences everything as if it's happening right now the subconscious brain also cannot differentiate between fake and real and if we create a scenario in our brain, um, then the brain, subconscious sees that, that it's happening right now and creates those emotions of fear and anxiety as if it's happening right now. 
That's why when we watch a sad movie like The Notebook or Titanic, it's so easy for us to feel those emotions and cry. It's because the subconscious brain is seeing that as being real and then you create those, those emotions of, of sadness and you begin to cry. Okay, okay. So, but before we go any further, Claudes, there is a simple brain hack that assists you to elicit the happy chemicals in our body that are also called neurotransmitters and are the main cause of you feeling great. So, these four main happy chemicals or neurotransmitters in the brain, they are dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. I think, Claudes, I think... Let's break that down. Like, how do how can that actually help us now? Yeah. So, so how do we elicit this? Now, now you mentioned these four these four chemicals. So let's go into what these chemicals are and and how we can elicit them to help us to feel better without having to take medication or, or drugs in any way. Okay. So the first one is called dopamine. Dopamine is known as the reward chemical. Um, this is the one that's associated with um, uh, motivation, confidence, um, inspiration, all of that. And when released, you get the feelings of feeling accomplished, of reward. And, and this is commonly associated, obviously, with motivation. Okay, So a quick way to release these chemicals or, or, or the chemical of, of dopamine is to express gratitude. Okay, gratitude practices have shown to release a significant amount of dopamine in the body. So a quick way to do this, how do we show gratitude? Gratitude is what happens when we, when we feel gratitude is because we, of something we've already achieved. So we're grateful for something that we've already achieved. Okay, so quick, um, a quick exercise that you can do every day just to start shifting that internal dialogue in the brain, just to start rewiring those neuropathways and to help you to feel more motivated, inspired and confident to go through your day is think of three things every day that you are grateful for, okay? Now, every day you're going to think of three different things because what this does, um, it then starts shifting your mindset from only looking at the negative things to things that you already have and that you're grateful for. And this then starts increasing the dopamine in your body. You start feeling more motivated. You have that oomph to want to go and start, go and, and kick start the rest of your day. And now you want to just achieve all those goals and aspirations that you're looking to. Perfect. So the second one is oxytocin. So this is also known as the cuddle hormone. So this chemical, this happy chemical, is associated with connection, bonding, and love. So this hormone gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, we get, like when we play with a kitten or a little puppy, um, or even by hugging somebody that you care about. So if you stay alone and you don't have a significant other, it's okay. Because all what you can do is wrap your arms around yourself. Tell yourself you love yourself, and that will actually release this oxytocin. So, so if you're feeling, uh, you know, you're at work and you can't go out hug everybody, you can actually just go into a 
quiet place and just hug yourself and that will actually release this this happy chemical and um, if you can't get out and you can't do this just quickly go onto TikTok or, or one of your social media um, platforms and you can watch an adorable kitten videos or little puppy videos and that will also give you that similar effect of that release of that oxytocin happy chemical. Yeah, what's interesting, class, with oxytocin is the that during um, the COVID lockdowns, this is the chemical that we lost the most of because mm. we were we were all in isolation. And people like yourself, myself, who live alone, we lost that that connection with with the outside world. Yes, we were connecting. We became more virtual, and everything became virtual. But you miss that that connection, that physical connection with somebody. And that's very important. So then, Cass, the third one is my favorite one, okay, which is serotonin. This is known as the happiness chemical, okay? This is the chemical that really determines your mood at the end of the day or in throughout your day, okay? So have, have you ever had to wake up or jump out of bed because you're now late because your alarm clock didn't go off and now you're late for a, for a, a meeting or, or, you know, a deadline or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. How did that determine the rest of your day? Oh, boy. No, that wasn't great because, yeah, from there you just rush in and you just never seem to catch back that time. And, yeah, by the time, end of the day you're frazzled. Exactly. And now because serotonin is out the window, now you're just focused on the negative and all you're seeing is negative. So you're going to end up seeing all the red lights. You're going to come it. across all the red lights. Your car won't start. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'll have a flat tire. Um, everything will just go wrong for you. So how do we elicit the serotonin? Okay. How do we elicit this chemical? Um, the easiest way. The easiest way, and I always say that my death certificate is going to say death by laughter <laughs> because it's my favorite thing to do first thing in the morning is you watch something that's going or do something that's going to make you laugh. If you're not somebody that is on TikTok or watch those happy, funny, um, I, like, I like watching the prank um, uh, videos. Yes, this morning yes. I was actually watching one with uh, Kevin Hart because he's so scared of animals. Oh. And his best friend, <laughs> uh, his best friend, uh, they prank each other. And um, in, his, in his studio, they brought in all these wild animals oh, and he was words. jumping on counters. <laughs> I was crying laughing. Oh, shit. So, you know, if you if you don't, if you're not the type of person that's to watch TikToks or anything like that, um, the easiest way to release those chemicals is make yourself laugh, okay? The coolest thing is that your brain can't distinguish between a real or a fake laugh, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you mimic laughter in the body, it will turn really quickly and release a whole bunch of serotonin. Okay, so one way of doing this is to count up to 10, okay, with a fake laugh. So you go one, ha, 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 ha. And I promise you, by the time you get to five ha, 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 ha's, you're going to be laughing like you are already, Cass. I mean, it's you'll see that it just doesn't take long before you're laughing. And what happens is you've now got a rush of serotonin in the body. Another... Another quick and easy way is to spend some time in the sun. The sun releases vitamin D, which also fills you with a bunch of serotonin. 
So those are, are um, a few short and quick easy ways to e increase that serotonin. The first thing you do in the morning to set the rest of your day, watch a, watch a TikTok video. Or if you're your children, I promise you, if they don't, if you're not waking them up and they wake up on their own, there's nothing, there's nothing better than watching a child in, in their joy. And that will set the rest the mood for the rest of your day. And then we come to the, the fourth one. Yes, endorphins. So that's the body's natural pain reliever. So this is the chemical that is most involved in reducing the symptoms of depression and stress. So the easiest way of releasing endorphins, and ladies, you're going to love this one, is to eat dark chocolate. Note, dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why chocolate is associated as being a happy food. So if you're not feeling great today and you're at work and you really feel like I need my endorphin levels raised, go and get a dark chocolate. It really does work. However, the most, um, the more common and effective way to release endorphins is through movement and exercise. So that might be going to the gym. If you're not a gym bunny, that's okay. If you're cleaning your house, um, you grab your, you know, your vacuum cleaner. We see it even on TV where, you know, they're busy vacuuming and they're singing and dancing, etc. That is also a form of movement. So it's any kind of movement will do. Um, you can even turn on your favorite music and go dance in the driveway. Have fun. Just enjoy it. And also what you could do is... If you are stuck in your office and you're like, I need something, I do need something to pick me up, spray some fresh um, vanilla essence. You can That vanilla essence will actually impact the brain to induce an endorphins. And also, you know, you hear, put fresh lavender under your pillow. It will help with your sleeping. That actually also um, induces the endorphins in your brain. So those are two natural things that you can also do if you don't um, want to, you know, if you don't have time to do any sort of movement. But there are also two further steps we work with to reduce stress and anxiety. And they are repetition and adventure. Yeah. So, so repetition, okay. Um, we need to retrain the brain through repetition to think differently. Okay, so the more you do something the more it's going to it's going to rewire their, their brain. Okay. So when we think um, when we think, for instance, when we think we think in a variety of different voices, you'll have I, I know I've got 50 different voices in my head going at the same time and, and this one is in uh, you know is a high pitch, this one is a low pitch, that one is crazy, that one is whatever. Um, so we say and and you know we say different stuff. We can think one thing from one angle and then we think of it in a different way with a, with a different voice. Okay. So when thinking, we think intensely. Those thoughts in our head can just, you know, they, they can go crazy. But thoughts are fleeting. They go as fast as they come. Okay. Thoughts, um, it, it literally is an emotion that you get from a thought. Only lasts 59 seconds. Sure. All right. What lasts is the feeling that we had have that's associated to something that's ex that we've experienced 
in the past and that's what lasts longer so when we have a thought of somebody that's upset us um you know the it's happened it's gone the emotion goes but what stays is the feeling yes. because of experiences we've had in the past and that's what can linger for days weeks months years even okay so we want to teach the brain to now think about certain goals passions expectations visions, dreams, or positive things to use as a drawing mechanism, as a magnet towards positivity. But how do we do this? Okay, We start by saying positive things. When saying things in a different functionality that happens in our thoughts. So to be, to be able to say something, the brain needs to reconstruct it or reconstruct our thoughts into a logical way, okay? So when, when we're thinking it, it can be, we can think a million different things at the same time. But when we need to say it, we now need to obviously construct this in a logical way, okay? But now, so how do we change things from, change our dialogue from the negative to the positive, right? Um, so I don't want you to now go lie to yourself, and, and if you're standing in a field of thorns, Keep telling yourself that oh, I'm in a beautiful field of flowers and everything is hunky-dory. Because what you're doing is you're actually setting yourself up for um, disappointment, right? What you can tell yourself, okay, is say, um, I'm in a field of thorns. But I have, I have the, the, the resources, I have the tools to be able to water this field. I can plow the field. I can, I can grow new seeds. And I can grow a beautiful garden, okay? These are positive words without sound, without becoming um, an illusion that is not reality, okay? So to say it, you have to be able to think in that direction, okay? Then we write down our thoughts, okay? So first, we can think, but when we, when we think, uh, when we speak, we have to now construct it in a different way. And now to write down our thoughts okay the language we speak when we're writing down is different in our written language to the language we speak and the language we speak in 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 our thoughts okay the brain needs a lot more energy to construct a concept okay so to think is easy to say it to say things is even easier and better but to write down this now forces the brain to now really think and to construct and to focus your words into a strategic mechanism, right? This is where we want to train the brain to go, okay? So we start writing down our goals. We write down the steps we, want to, we need to take. We write down our aspirations and our dreams. Put it into a well-constructed strategy and read what you've written, Read it out loud so that your mouth says it, your ears hear it, your heart believes it. And then you can start shifting how your brain functions. Because by doing this, by writing down, what you're doing is you're, fo you, you, you're training your brain to now focus on what's happening right now. And you're using your five senses, okay? So um, one good thing. Okay, about the brain is that it can it cannot comprehend problems without understanding the solution. Okay, 
for the brain to comprehend something, it needs to exist. Um, it needs to exist under in duality. Sorry, in duality, it needs both sides of the coin to understand the coin. The problems work the same way. So you, for instance, are only able to understand that your windscreen is cracked because you know what it looks like when it's not cracked. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your brain can only find, it only understands that it has a problem because it already knows what the solution is. Okay, so deep in your subconscious, the brain can only understand the concept if it understands the flip side. So if you start going through these exercises that we've given you of, of you know, increasing the dopamine and the oxytocin and the serotonin and, and the, the endorphins, what, what you're doing, what will happen, okay, what will happen is the opposite of what the brain knows. You will begin to experience opportunity. You'll begin to have more passion for life. You'll gain the courage, the conviction, the tenacity, the discipline, the action, and the behaviors that, that you need to become accelerated because the brain knows it and it accelerates your growth process. Okay, that's it. And if we look at adventure, so this tool, you take everything and look at it as an adventure and not a task that must be done. So if you look at the snow and you need to go shovel that snow, otherwise you cannot get your car out to go to work, that is definitely a task. But don't look at it as a task now. Look at that as an adventure. You know, if you're at work, you know, if you're an estate agent selling homes, how do you make selling homes an adventure where you make it exciting? So adventure is a choice and it is a conscious choice that you have to make. And it creates opportunities, it creates options, it creates excitement, it creates passions, and it gets, gives you great rewards and fun. So if you look at, you wake up and you had heavy snow and you need to shovel the driveway because uh, you need to go to work. So you say, you know what, actually, I'm not going to look at it as a task. I'm going to look at this as an adventure. And you go out and you start shoveling and you're singing and you're whistling. And then you notice, wait, there's three of my neighbors that are also shoveling the snow. And you all get to the curb at the same time. And guess what? There's an opportunity for you to meet your neighbors that maybe you've never, ever spoken to. And you can get their telephone numbers and... You know, the next time you're all going to shovel snow, maybe you can all do it together. And then maybe your spouse, one of the spouses, can actually um, give you, make some uh, hot chocolate. And you all can just quickly congregate, have a hot chocolate, and then be off to work. So shoveling snow is not fun. But if you make it an adventure, you just see other possibilities as well. And that becomes your, your adventure, becomes your fun. So whatever goals and things you want to do, Create it as an adventure. Bring in the fun elements. I mean, we see even on, um, you know, on TV, um, all these estate agents that sell these high-priced homes and, and things like that. I mean, the day where you just showed people houses and, and you know, I said, here we go, and they say, okay, we'll sign the offer, is gone. Today, I mean, their competition, and that's just watching this, the, the television shows, is pretty hectic. You know, if you have champagne, you've got cupcakes, you've got, you know, 
prizes, etc., etc. So they've made selling homes quite an adventure, and they've been creative in that adventure. And you know what? It's they're able to close the deals because they've been different and they've been creative. Um, so yeah, so they've brought the fun elements into also selling homes. So you know, you can look at if in our daily daily life, we get up in the morning and we've got to make our bed. Hey, stop dancing. Make your bed, you know, and dance. Have the music on and make make making your bed fun. So, you know, in the work environment, you might be called into a meeting. So how do you make that fun? You know, maybe the meeting you know is going to be a bit hectic. So, hey, walk backwards or skip into the meeting. People think you're going crazy, but they will all have a good laugh with you and that will even lighten the mood. So, but that's also for you. You've actually taken something that could be stressful or negative and you've actually made it fun and you've put some fun into into that. So, you know, it's very it's physically impossible to, to skip and be depressed at the same time. Have you tried it? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I might try it this week, Court. <laughs> I think you need to with, with yes. the environment you work in. I think I think you need to to do yeah, some skipping and lighten up the, yes. the energy and the mood there in that I'm office. Not, correct. I think I'm going to. I'm going to actually try it. Just know? ask someone to record you, please, because I want to see you skipping. I think I'm going mad. <laughs> Nothing wrong. I might confirm it. <laughs> so yeah, so bringing in the variety and spice into your life um, is very important and. You know, that's also an intrinsic need of humans to, you know, we get bored very easily. So once again, we are in control of that. It's your choice to make something adventurous. Um, if you're bored, it's your own fault. So look for the fun factors, how you can bring that variety and spice back into any aspect into your life. You know, if you um, do all these things and string them together for the brain, that is very quick for the brain to help start rewiring as well into that positive. Absolutely, Cass. And you know what? Um, we we might you might listen to this and think that we're actually crazy. And how can something so simple work? But it is that simple. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money to rewire the brain to change that internal dialogue. You know, and the more you repeat something the more it grows, the more it starts to rewire that neural pathway. It's like like that 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 pathway that we spoke about last week. You know, the more you the more you walk that path, the the, the stronger that path becomes. And the more you practice um, changing your internal dialogue, the more you you practice um, gratitude, the more you you practice laughing, the more you're going to rewire those neural pathways in the brain. Okay. So the first step in this is to put up that handbrake, okay, and um, to extreme fear and anxiety by working on your internal dialogue and then doing those small things. So those 20 things that you mentioned, Cass, making that list of 20 things, doing one every day and then seeing which ones are the ones that you enjoy doing most, do those on a repetitive basis because what that does is it starts to bring um, – a different perspective in your life starts you start looking forward to to the, those things every day you're making more time for yourself 
I mean, case like you said, 24 hours in a day and we can't even make 24, 20 minutes, that is sad. How do you expect anything to change in your life if you don't make that time? And I think the more you make the time, the more you're going to see you have time. But that's a clause, you know, like um, I had a client where she really didn't have time. Her family kept her going. Mm -hmm. And um, all she did was every morning she would get up before the kids got up and she would have that coffee watching the sunrise. And that was like 20 minutes. And she said she'd finish a cup of coffee and she had the strength. She was positive and she could actually tackle the day because the children kept her busy. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that for her changed her whole outlook enough because mm -hmm. she was she she was feeling quite depressed because because she wasn't having any of that time for herself and this is the time that she carved out and it is it's like 20 minutes yeah. having one cup of coffee and what happens in those 20 minutes of that peace calm and, and tranquility that you have it gives you the time to touch base with yourself to see That's where it. you are in life are you happy with where you're at what do you need to do to change that that's the that's what happens when we spend time in meditation in 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 mindfulness and and you don't just have to sit there trying to calm your mind for 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 10 15 or 20 minutes i know myself i know my brain i cannot just sit there and ask it to, to shut down it ain't gonna happen <laughs> so if i sit and and like i love to go in the garden in the morning with fruit juice i'm not a coffee drinker and tea must be when it's really cold but if it's hot, give me my fruit juice, my pineapple fruit juice. I love pineapple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I just sit there and, and, I, and I focus on what do I see around me? What do I hear? You know, using your five senses. Yes. And then what am I grateful for? I'm so grateful that, that my roses are growing, that I see them blooming. You know, so grateful to be able to see the sun, the sunrise and, and, and the beautiful clouds in the sky, if there are clouds, if not a beautiful blue sky, and you the know, birds, the birds, the birds. and then touch yeah. base with how am I feeling? Are there any pains in my body that I need to address? What is it that, and what is it associated to? What emotional states am I in? What do I need to change in my life? What can I, so that's what helps, you know, mm -hmm. and once we have mastered this, okay, we then begin rewiring the neuro pathways by creating goal plans for, for, for our future. Just like we did uh, last week, those goal setting plans, you know. Um, and, and obviously we create more, more goal plans that are, that are more focused and structured around our growth in a healthy and structured way. That's it. So, Claude, how long does it take for the brain to rewire <coughs> itself? Well, Cass, that depends on, on you and how much damage has been done. You know, if you've gone through a, a period like we did during lockdowns, you know, mm -hmm. um, extended periods of, of anxiety, of fear, of stress, that's rewired your whole neural network, okay? So now, it and it depends. I mean, some people have had so much trauma happen to them from a young age, so it all depends. You, it can take one week and it can take between six to 18 months. The general, um, the general uh, rule is if, if you do these exercises that we've described here and, um, and, and work through them, it can take around six months because it takes time. Like we said, there's no quick fix. And, um, you know, the brain can rewire itself very quickly. 
Um, so yes, it is possible to re so it is possible to reduce and eliminate stress and anxiety. And um, if if you're struggling and you want some support, if you'd like to know more, you can always contact us, and we would be very glad to help you go through this process. That's it. And um, yeah, you know, Claude, we look at you know the main reason we're alive, the character trait of being alive means that we are capable of change. Absolutely. And you know, doing these points that we have gone through helps with that process and it's that conscious yes I am going to change and I will do this the good news is that if you're down and depressed and you have no energy um, you're procrastinating and you're living in anxiety and fear or stress and depression that doesn't necessarily have to be your destiny yep the choice is yours you can make the conscious decision to say I'm not happy with where my life is. I'm not happy with living in this fear and anxiety. I'm going to bring myself into the present moment and focus on right now because right now is where hope exists, okay? I'm going to change. I'm going to start applying some different steps and you will see how and be amazed how different challenges become exciting again. Okay, doing things extremely well becomes exciting again. You don't just do things at half master just because you have to. It becomes a challenge. It becomes exciting. It becomes an adventure, like you said, Cass. So we are human. We can always rise up, stand up, and we can change. Mm -hmm. That's the magnificence of being a human. That's the magnificence of the possibility of change. So you have the choice to either live in misery or to go out and live your best life. That's it, Claude. Um, you know, it's sometimes you know, people might say, what else? And um, adopting or having an animal oh, yeah. is amazing. They bring you to the present moment. If you're not allergic. If you're not allergic, <laughs> yes, yes. For fun, run, there's lots of animals around. <laughs> But they bring you into the now and, you know, when you come home, they are so excited to see you. And that just gives you that warm, funny feeling, you know, that fuzzy feeling, that, that endorphins. And then you have something to hug. So you exactly. Get that <laughs> That's so, so, hey, you're getting it all in, 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 one, in one go. And, you know, the dogs keep you in the now. It's, it's also like, I suppose I shouldn't compare, but it's like your children. Your children keep you now. If they're hungry, they want to be fed now. Not in the future, now. And, you know, just to, to be in that, I mean, if we look at the COVID, there was people were adopting pets because they needed, they needed to love something. And exactly like you said, Claude, the oxytocin was the biggest thing missing because we couldn't, we couldn't hug, we couldn't, touch we couldn't kiss we couldn't do anything and yeah and that's where we saw this whole um big rise in adopting animals to try and get that oxytocin which was which is so important so you know so and remember that an animal only has unconditional love exactly even if you've left it alone the whole day it will be excited when you exactly. come home because that's and that's what unconditional love is, is it loves without condition. All at once is just love and wants to love you. Um, so if, if you're not allergic 
and you've got the tribe, then get the, <laughs> the pets. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. So that's also just another another thing of what we can do. But like you said, Claude, you know, we are in charge of our own destiny. We've got yeah. to, if you're in the present moment, you can control the moment. Yeah. You can control the feelings. You can control your future. You know, like they say, Cass, um, uh, it's not just about the destination. Exactly. What's important is the journey. So make the time. Be present in every moment. Yes. And enjoy the journey. Because once you reach the destination, then what? Then you're going to look for the next one, you know. Um, so be conscious of every thought you think. Because that's when you gain control of your emotions instead of your emotions controlling you. And that's, that's how we reduce anxiety. That's how we rewire the neuropathways in the brain. And first, it's by changing your perspective, changing your internal dialogue, so that we can then rewire the neuropathways. And we don't have to do it with medication. We don't have to spend tons of money on, on medications, on psychiatrists, and I'm, I'm not taking away from, from their purpose and their, 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 their value. It, there is, but, uh, you know, but we can do it without, without um, having to go that route. And the choice is yours. You choose. Uh, you know, you can wake up every day and think, well, I'm going to be miserable. Or you can wake up and say, I'm going to make this my best day yet. I'm going to make this my best year yet. But the choice is yours. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. We can sit here and we can support you through this. We will guide you. We will motivate you. We will we will keep you enthusiastic. We will make you laugh. We might make you cry. Um, <laughs> but if you need support, if you need that extra help, because when we're stuck in a depression, it's hard to see the light. It's hard to see the stars, you know. Um, I, I have people that, that I see on a daily basis that are so depressed and they just can't get out of it. They, they, they tell me, I can't get out of this. I don't want to be like this, but I just don't know how to. And that's when we start working this program is just by starting to shift the mindset, shift your internal dialogue so that then you can start rewiring the neuropathways. And please be patient. It's not a quick fix it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight it didn't it didn't happen overnight for you to gain this anxiety and depression it 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 took a while and and a lot of us still aren't over the the effects of what covid and and the lockdowns did and now we're dealing with so much more with with the wars and the economical uh, um uh, um uncertainty and and all of that you know so anxiety and stress is building more and more every day so we don't need to get to the point where we're on that edge and do we jump or do we come back. We can start working it right now. The choice is yours. That's it. And Claude, just to, uh, before we end off, um, if you ever come to South Africa or, to, well, to Africa, you'll <laughs> hear people say, oh, Africa time, because generally it means you're late. <laughs> and uh, what, what that really comes from is that in the African culture believes that if you are speaking to a friend, and yes, you might have a meeting in 10 minutes, but because I'm speaking to this friend and I'm enjoying this conversation, I will speak to my friend. So my meeting then becomes pushed out. So it's very much African time is actually about living in the moment. And that's why we're always late. But, but, but we live. 
but we love we love but that's it and that yeah. that and that's we've we've had to learn from the african culture and it's actually amazing because they cherish the moment that they're in and it doesn't matter if they're late it's about the moment that they're in and mm -hmm. um that is so yeah if you hear african time that's <laughs> where it comes from <laughs> Absolutely, and and that's all about living in the moment. I'm a person that that lives by my watch, and I have to. If you tell me to be there at a certain time, I'll make sure I'm there half an hour earlier. And you know, it can drive me insane because you know, so time bound. So it's actually been a lesson I've had to learn, and and um, training my brain to just calm down, just to relax, just to live in the moment. I mean, Cass, when you drive to work every day, do you know how many traffic lights you pass? What buildings do you go past? You know, we, yeah. we don't even... I had a client the other day who, when I asked him uh, what color are the walls of his house, he couldn't even tell me because he's so much in his brain and what he's got to do in the future and, and all of that, that he's forgetting sure. to focus on what's happening right now. His kids are growing. He can't even remember what his kids did two, three weeks ago, let alone four years ago, you know, because he's so focused on, on his work and, and what he hasn't done and what he still has to do that he's forgetting to live and his kids are going to grow up without him and he's going to miss out on those moments. And and when we started working this and the next session he came back, he couldn't believe how much he's noticed. He started seeing buildings with amazing architecture. He's found shops that he's been looking for for years and he drives <laughs> past them every day but never noticed it. He wow. noticed a scar on his son's arm that has been there for a month and he didn't notice it before. Sure. And he bites his son every day. So, you know, being in the present moment keeps you in the now, keeps you present. And where, like I always say, is where hope exists. In the future is where fear exists. Stay in the now. There's no, we, all we have is right now. That's why it's called the present, because it's our gift to us. The past is gone. It's happened. Let it go. The future is not ours. Live in the present. We, we plan for the future, but we live for today. That's it. That has ended off very well, Claude. Thank you. So we would like to thank you all for giving us the time, and we truly hope that if there's anything that you take away today, that is that you matter and you are worth it. So give yourself that time every day to get to truly know you and to recharge, refresh, and rejuvenate your body, mind, and soul. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cass. And just, just a simple, um, just another reminder that if you do want to get in contact with us, our email is info at azurabodymindsoul.com. Um, you're welcome to email us just to touch base. If you want some more tips and tools, we'll gladly work with you on that. So, Cass, we've come to the end of another, um, another session, another week. Um, and I look forward to another successful week and productive week. And we'll touch base uh, next week again. And hopefully everybody has a great uh, week. And that we all, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, stay warm. In the Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> stay cool or dry. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you again next week. Fantastic. Thanks, Claude. Okay, bye. bye.